0: Jumper on the way!
1: Good! Tobias battle! Nails the three! Dungy leaps and into the end zone for Dungy! A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's
2: watching. Howard for oh, the shot! Ah! Soaring through the air! High-flying Slovakian! Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the ten!
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Back from Clemson, South Carolina. Phone lines are open for all of our number one at 315-437-7644. You can also text us at 315 288-0644. We do have the Hall of Famer Floyd Little set to join us at the top of our number two. We want to talk exclusively Qs football here, at least in our number one, and we can continue obviously the conversation into our number two. And and Seth, I, I said last week that aside from a win, nothing was going to change my perception of Syracuse football. Whatever happened on Saturday wasn't going to change my perception unless they somehow pull, pulled off the win. If they got crushed alright, whatever. Clemson's that good. They're number 3 in the country, and it's Death Valley, and and for all the reasons we talked about last week, alright, whatever. Lopsided loss, you move on from it. Close loss, I felt like, okay, you know, Syracuse is getting better. We thought they were getting better. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I don't know if I feel differently. I, I certainly feel like what we saw on Saturday validates what we've been saying for the last four weeks. That this team is vastly improved. Not just a little bit better. This team is a lot better than it was last year, certainly two years ago, certainly even before that. And when Julian Wiggum brought up on the show a, a couple of weeks back and he said, you know, if they would be Florida State, and he said, you know what, 10 wins might be on the table, and we both kind of laughed at him. Listen, I'm not predicting 10 wins, but
1: he's right. 10 wins might be on the table if they play the way they're capable of playing. Right. Well, they've got to play the way they're capable of playing, right? That, that's first and foremost. They've got to play like that every single game. Can they? I don't know. Maybe. Um, to your to your first point, though, I know that we sat here on Friday. We sat here on Wednesday when we were – the last day we were both here in studio and said, the only thing that would shock me is going down and winning. And I don't think either of us thought that there would be much ground gained, as you mentioned, off of a loss. That's about as good as you could possibly look in a loss. And I'm kind of over the moral victory thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of past that after – how many of them there were last year. I'm kind of past the moral victory thing with this team, but that's about as good as you could possibly look in a loss to that team. You were down there. You were leading essentially the entire game. Uh, you you've led uh, you know what for probably fifty seven of the of the sixty it minutes was, of that game.
0: It was just about fifty one because you remember Clemson uh, led briefly uh, seven to six for uh, for a few right. minutes of the first half. It, you know it was more than a few minutes. It was about uh, about eight minutes I believe in the okay. first half before so Syracuse led, took the lead. So
1: you led for fifty of the sixty minutes. You looked great. You you had knocked out a quarterback again. Your defense was flying around the field and and hey your offense still moved the ball and score points. You know you generally looked pretty good in that game. And, and you know, I, I think that coming out with a loss, I was surprised at how good they looked and what the perception was because I, I didn't think that even if they, quote-unquote, looked good in a loss, like going into that game, I didn't think that that they would get this kind of reaction. I, I didn't think that it would uh, go this way prior to that game. As that game was unfolding, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Uh, but on Friday, if you told me they lost and they were going to have fifty more points in the in the A P poll and they were going to be on the precipice of getting in, I, I would have I, I would have thought you were crazy.
0: Part of the reason that I was so impressed was that it it last year certainly felt like an upset. Would you agree with that? Like last year yeah, it was of course it was it was It was certainly unexpected going in, then Kelly Bryant got hurt, and you felt like everything went right for Syracuse that night. It was a Friday night, it was in the Dome, the place was rocking, Kelly Bryant went out before halftime, You know the Syracuse defense played great, the offense did enough, had all those big plays, they had three touchdowns of more than 20 yards uh, in that game, and you felt like, wow, that was an upset. They put it all together for 60 minutes in this one game. The thing that impressed me the most on Saturday, Seth, was that If Syracuse won that game, I know on paper it would have been like, wow, this was an upset, and to do it on the road against that team. But just watching the game, and I'm curious if you got the same impression as well. Watching the game, I was down on the field shooting it for News Channel 9. Syracuse, frankly... And I can't believe I'm saying this. Syracuse was the better team on Saturday for much of the game and it it was not a fluke. And I know that the rankings would say it was an upset and I know that you look up and down that roster and from a talent perspective Clemson is more talented and they're bigger and they're stronger, they're deeper and all that. So I get that it's an upset, you know, by definition like that. But but the two teams that played on Saturday to me they felt very even. And and that to me is what it was most impressive watching that game. Was that it? Felt like an even matchup. Syracuse went toe to toe with the best team in the ACC, and it was not a fluke. They didn't score on trick plays. They didn't, you know, get a blocked punt. Yes, I know Clemson had the muffed punt, and they, you know, they took it on in, and that was a, a gift touchdown right there. But it, it by and large, it wasn't fluky. They went out there and they were just as physical with Clemson, if not more physical, and they hung in there with one of the best teams in the country.
1: And it wasn't a fluke. No, it was not a fluke at all. And and it's the first time this season, quite honestly, that I've looked at that team and said top twenty five team. That Saturday was the first time that I looked at at, at Syracuse football and said that is one of the twenty five best teams in the country. And they're not there yet because the you know you lost and you didn't pick up as momentum as much momentum as you would have had you won. But. I didn't think they had a gripe when they weren't in the top 25 last week. I didn't think they had a gripe when they weren't in the top 25 after the Florida state game. If you want to call in and, and say today, Oh man, they should be in the in, in the, the top 25. Yeah. This, this is the first time that I probably would agree with you. This is the first time that I would probably say, yeah, they're one of the top 25 best teams in the country. Um, and, and there, there was no way I was thinking that going in. They went out and they looked really good. They looked the part. They looked like they fit in. They looked like they weren't overmatched and overwhelmed and, and, and being outplayed, they looked like they deserved to be in that game, right? They they looked like they deserved to be in that game and on that field and in that, in that situation. One of the most impressive things I thought was the Clemson defensive line, all in all, was... Relatively quiet, they right? I mean, they, zero sacks yeah. until the
0: last drive when Dungie got clobbered, you right. know, and that the desperation I don't even want to call it a drive, but they get the ball back, 41 seconds left. That was the first sack of the game, right? For Clemson, uh,
1: I mean, for the most part, they were held in check. Uh, yeah, the running game, yeah, did, the running game did nothing, we know that, but the passing game, they, they were ineffective, and Eric Dungie had enough time, and Eric Dungie was able to make plays and get away from them. Like when you're talking about that group, that group that four of them are going to go in the first two rounds of the NFL this year, maybe all of them in the first round. I mean, that's that's remarkable to be able to stop them. Like they again, they look like they belonged. What happened at the end of the game? I don't think I don't think that was a regression to the mean. I don't think that was a hey, Clemson's just so, so much better than you. They're just imposing their will. That was the defense been has been out there the entire second half. The defense is worn out, the defense is worn down and and they were just able to take advantage. By the way, the same way you did in the dome last year. So that was just football to me.
0: Syracuse got tired, there's no doubt about it. I think both teams were tired by the end and you know, we look back on that that drive, right? The 94-yard drive, 13 plays, 12 of them runs, the only pass was on that 4th and 6. And listen, you got to give credit to Chase Bryce because the one throw, yeah. time he was asked to put the ball in the air on that drive, when they absolutely needed it, perfect ball to T. Higgins. They move the chains, pick up the first down, they keep it on the ground the rest of the way, uh, and they score. And and that's really you know when you look at this game. There are two very different stories. There is the the first story that we've spent the first ten minutes of this show talking about about how impressive SU looked and the fact that they were right there with the number three ranked team in the country on the road. And the other part of this is man, man, you were you you could have won, you should have won. They the the game was right there for the taking. If any one of A handful of plays goes differently. Syracuse probably wins this game. And you go back to right after they took the 23-13 lead, and I think that was the first big moment of this game when if anything goes differently on that next drive for Clemson, if Syracuse is able to force a punt, if it takes them maybe a little bit longer to get down the field, I mean, Clemson got the ball back, went six plays, 75 yards, scored a touchdown in a minute and 50 seconds. Right after Syracuse, and we know how much of a struggle it was for Syracuse to move the ball. In that second half. They benefit from the muff punt. They get it on, you know, the ten yard line or whatever it was. They they take advantage. They take it on in. Dungey scores on fourth fourth down. And then Clemson makes it look so easy. Goes right down the field, scores a touchdown. And then Syracuse is trying to grind, grind, grind. They've got that fourth down right about midfield forty three yard line, I think it was. And then the ineligible you know, man, downfield. That,
1: that was the turning point to me. And, uh, and that when that the happened,
0: then you know, I think to myself, you know, uh oh, you know, Clemson's going to get the ball back. Syracuse is tired, certainly on defense. We had just seen Clemson early in the fourth quarter march down the field and score. So then Clemson gets the ball back and they start that drive, and then they they kind of sputter around midfield. Fourth and one turns into fourth and six because of the penalty, and you're thinking right there, okay, this is the play of the game. Syracuse gets this stop, and the game is over. And then again, you, you got to give credit to Chase Bryce. Steps up, makes a great throw. The drive continues. But if any one of about five play, plays in this game go differently in that fourth quarter, Syracuse wins. And so that's the second part of this story. It's, yeah, like, gr- you know, great job by the Orange. They showed that they belong on the field. They showed last year wasn't a fluke. They showed that they're, you know, among the top 25 best teams in the country. But man, you you had a chance to be five and zero, and dare I say, the inside track to the ACC championship. You would own the tiebreaker with Clemson in a in a week or weaker. Let me say weaker Absolutely. ACC conference weak in ACC. the past. I don't want to say weak as a whole, but no, but it is certainly weaker than it's been. Oh, what an opportunity that it's it, you know you, you watch back that fourth quarter, and from a Syracuse perspective, it just it kills you to watch
1: it because. They were right there with
0: all that and you know, they'd be in the top fifteen this week most of likely. Course,
1: of course they would have. If they won, they would have been in the top fifteen. And I sent send a tweet out right after the game and I, I still believe it now. That was a game that you should have won. They they had that game in their grasp. They they should have won and they blew it. And and I don't you say no, hold on, hold on. Let, they me, didn't let blow me just finish. It. You say there were a number of plays, there were a number of mistakes and, and there were a number of plays that, that any one of them changes and and they, you know, they win the game. And I say they blow it and, and maybe I'm using the wrong terminology, but that's a game that like if you're if if you've taken the next step forward, you just find a way to crush them and you just find a way to win. You find a way to make that last stop, you find a way to to, to convert you you find something there, some last play to make to, to be able to make in that game. There were a number of things. You could question uh you can question timeout usage, you can question clock management as they went three and out in twenty seconds. You, could, you can question all of this, and and I, I think that it's fair to question all of it. I, I think that it's fair to open up the book on everything that happened in that game and say, hey, why did they run the ball on th- on, on first down on a when they had a, a first and, and ten with six minutes le- with, what, probably four or five minutes left? Why'd they run it on first down and then run a pass play with 35 seconds left on the play clock that went incomplete, and there were another pass play that went incomplete when they— uh, took the took the third down snap and then they punted that literally took fifteen seconds off the clock. Clemson got take... the
0: ball back with six minutes to go, so we're still here. Here's the thing: you're right; you can question it. I would say this: um, so that drive that you're referring to, there was about seven or eight minutes left in the game. It's a little too early to play four corners offense, in my opinion. I think that you have to be smarter than they were. But if they run an extra minute off the clock on that drive, if if the end result is going to be a punt, okay, if you're resigned to the fact it's going to be a punt. Is,
1: it, if you're resigned if Clemson, to the fact that it's got to be a punt, then you have to take time off the clock.
0: Right, but that's what I'm saying is if Clemson got the ball back with five minutes left opposed to six minutes left, would it, in the end of the day would it have really made a difference? No, probably not. It, it but at not. the same
1: time, they did score in the final minute of the game. We're, so we're, I know that you're playing fallacy no, no, to the predetermined no, no, no. outcome. But but at the same like, not that I think they would actually run out of time. They're well coached. They would figure it out. They would use their timeouts. Whatever. I, I, think even gotta, I think use you? timeouts. I think that you've got. I think that you've got to be smarter with things like that. I think that that stuff comes into play. Well. Okay, and and
0: again, you can bring it up and you can debate it. My, my point is, is we're not talking there was three minutes to go. There was seven or eight minutes to go. So Clemson had plenty of time regardless. Like If the end result of that drive was going to be a punt, either way, Clemson had time to go the length of the field. So I'm not going to crush him for that. I look at it as Dino saying, you know what, we can either be conservative or we can try and win this game. We have the ball. They tried to win the game, a couple of incomplete passes, as you said, maybe early in the play clock, whatever the case may be. They didn't run as much time as they wanted, but this wasn't – With seven or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, to me, it's not about running time. To me, it's about let's try to put some points on the board because
1: Clemson gets the ball back and they're probably going to go down and score. So we need some points. Look, normally I couldn't agree with you more, Uh, and I think that that wasn't the normal situation, right? That wasn't the normal thing that's happening. That wasn't the normal uh, game. You, You did it last year, right? Syracuse last year took the ball back with six minutes left in the game and just held it. And and it look, it's a very similar situation. I'm not saying that you're gonna hold the ball for six and a half, seven minutes in Death Valley, not saying that in the slightest, but I think that you've got to be thinking about it. I think I think that you've gotta be difference, I think that though. you've gotta be even thinking like, hey, we have a chance here to just bleed clock. And if it ends in points, great. If it doesn't end in points, whatever. It ends in a punt, but there'll be three less minutes on the clock than there were when we started with the ball. And that kind of that kind of clock management that kind of bleeding of the clock that makes a difference.
0: The difference between this year and last year there were a few things but one of the biggest differences regarding, you know, what you're talking about is that Syracuse was able to move the ball last year. Syracuse had about 450 yards in that game last year, they had they about 300 this in this game. And the whole second half, a lot of those yards obviously came in the first half. The second half they had trouble moving the, they had trouble picking up first downs in the second half. So Last year, they were able to move the ball. This year, they were, were not. And so I'm fine trying to deliver the knockout punch. I'm fine with, you know, trying to be aggressive, trying to put points on the board. And hey, if you don't. Then should you have gone for it on fourth and six after the no. penalty? No. That's just not smart. That's not, I mean, we're, and we're going to get into that, I'm sure, later in the show with, with what, with you what know, happened yesterday. Did. Yeah, with what happened with the Colts yesterday, that, you know, that that's not smart. That was not smart, and it cost him the game. And if they went for it at midfield on fourth and six, that's not smart. Fourth and one is different. And Dino Baber said, you know, bad call. You know, know, he said, bad call by me because, you know, we ran a play that lent itself to an, an illegal man downfield. Um, but again, I mean, it was it was well executed. It worked. They picked up the first down. Unfortunately, there was a there was a penalty on the play, and and he said, you know, he's not going to blame Cody Conway for that. Cody Conway was just doing his job, and Dungy held on to it a half a beat longer than than expected, and and so the, you know he was downfield, and and they throw the flag. No, you don't go forward on fourth and six. But I I like the fact they went forward on you know fourth and goal at the goal line, of and they, you had to right. But <laughs> okay, you well, had to. Yes, you had to there because you're going for the win. But there's there's a calculated risk, and then there's just being
1: dumb. And if you went for fourth and six at oh, midfield, that's just should. dumb. I'm not saying they, they just should've. asked. So if I know at- I asked because you said you're going for the win. That would have been a knockout blow, right? To convert it, that would have been way, dumb. The, the same way that Clemson had and and different situation, you had to go for it. You were down, driving for the win, the whole thing. I get that. They had to go for it, but if, and, and once they got that, you felt like, oh, well, th- that's it, right? You felt like once that pass was completed, that's it. If they would have gone for it on fourth and six, which again, that wouldn't not would not have been smart. There was still I seven minutes would've... to go in the game. That, that's my but point. I th- but you would have been, you would have felt so much better about where you were. You would have <sighs> felt like you I landed had... another punch. Well, yes, you land another punch. That
0: would not have ended the game, though. There was still, again, whatever it was, six and a half minutes left to go in the game. And so, say you bleed another two minutes o'clock. If they get the ball back with four and a half, five minutes, they still had plenty of time. And and by the way, they only needed a field goal to tie it. So Clemson still had plenty of time. That would have not been smart to go for it on fourth and six. You
1: can't. You No, I understand why they didn't. But it as but you said if you're playing to win if you're playing to win do you, at some point do you take that into account and do you go for it on fourth and six? No, I don't think I don't think that was the right situation to go for it. But no. I, I I find that to be an interesting idea. I, I mean if you're if you're somebody who's more aggressive and who's going for it more on fourth downs, that maybe is a situation that you're thinking about. It, this ca- this
0: came up because you said that you you know that you question you and you can certainly raise the question about well they you my know they didn't run on much the, on the clock.
1: previous my bigger problem's on the previous drive not that one
0: okay so you, you said that they didn't run very much clock and my point is is in that situation at what was it it was 2320 You gotta be thinking we need more points. We can't go into the four corners offense. We gotta be aggressive. We gotta try and score something because, you know, we're wearing down on defense and you know, Clemson found this running game and we're in a little bit of trouble here. You
1: know, they were they were reeling a little bit. They needed points. But if and and I get that. But again, if 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 you're wearing down on defense, don't you want the defense off the field more? Like don't you don't you want the defense to get more than literally thirty seconds on the sideline? What's
0: your best offense though? What your your offense is go fast and try to keep the the opposing defense off balance. But isn't there some, so if you but, just run the ball, they couldn't run the ball at all. No. So if you just there, but isn't
1: there some point where you have to say okay, we can get to the line fast. We can be fast and do, and and do the stuff that's good being fast, which is not let Clemson sub right. We can get to the line as soon as we possibly can, and then we can sit there for twenty five seconds, and then we could just stand there and wait. And just run another minute off the clock so that our defense can at least catch a breath. Hey, maybe they can actually get a sip of water while they're waiting to get on their next drive. And my
0: point is, is that... If you take 50 extra seconds off the clock and stay at the line for 25 seconds, you take 50 extra seconds off the clock instead of getting the ball you're back with 6.06 to go, they're getting it back with 5.16 to go. They still had plenty of time uh, to go the length of the field. We do need to take our first time out. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll get to your phone calls after this. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square,
2: this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg.
0: Stephen, Seth, back with you on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. To the phone lines we go. Wayne in the truck kicking us off today
2: on Orange Nation. Hey, Wayne. Hey, guys. This, you got to admit, this is a great conversation to be having this year over Clemson versus, say, last year over Middle Tennessee. So, already it's a much better year. Yes, you're right. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. You're right. But uh, with that said, Seth, That is is 100% correct, but it also, he's 100% correct for a slightly different reason, too. How many many fan bases can keep up the noise for the full 45 seconds of the play clock? Not only that, you let the defense maybe tip their hand as to what they're going to run. Steve, you're right. We couldn't run anything, and 60 of our yards in the first half came off of one play, but I mean, and nobody's perfect, but I would have liked to see them get to the line quickly and slow it down and 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 try it that way. It would have made to me a lot more sense.
0: And Wayne, hang on the line with us here. Don't don't hang up. So this this is my point: is that their offense is is to go fast, and there's a certain rhythm that that comes with it, and. So are you suggesting, and I think Seth is suggesting this, step out of your comfort zone with your offense. Get away from what you do and just try to bleed some clock. And it's more important in that situation to bleed clock than it necessarily is to score. And my point is is that if there was three and a half minutes to go, I would buy that. With seven and a half minutes to go, I think that's the wrong philosophy. I think you have to keep doing what you do and yeah, it's, you know, tough sledding and you're having trouble moving the ball, but keep doing what you're going to do and you're going to try and win the game by being who you are, opposed to let's play not to lose, let's run a little clock here. Yeah, we know we we can't pick up a first down if we run it, but we can yeah. That's my point is that if you if you start doing something that is not you, you play into the defense's hands, play into Clemson's hands, and Clemson was going to get the ball back anyway under that philosophy, and they had plenty of time.
2: I see what you're saying, but last year proved against Clemson we can be quick and methodical at the same time. We can get to that line quick so they can't substitute. We can sit at that line for 30 seconds while the clock ticks down and with three seconds snap the ball, and we can move it down the field that way because it was proved last year, and score at the end. I'm not saying we're not trying to score, or we're simply just trying to bleed clock. But the defense was getting gashed; yeah. they needed a breather. Yeah, it's and, fair.
0: And I mean, that's and that is that is a fair point that the defense was tired. So I, I get that, and I appreciate the call, Wayne. And that was that was a good uh, good call by you.
1: And I think Wayne hit on my point, And and this is what this is this is why I I keep harkening back to last year. Not because I thought they were going to hold it for six minutes, and and because they were going to just run the whole clock out, but. Last year's game against Clemson proved something—something something that we didn't know, we didn't think might have been possible with this offense—is they're able to move quickly and also be <laughs> like slow and methodical, right? Like they, they, there is an ability there to do both. There, there's an ability to slow the clock down when it calls for it, and so I was surprised that we didn't see it at any point yesterday. And at no point was there any I, any any thought of. Of still using your pace, still getting to the line, still leaving those four defensive linemen out there and keeping them worn out and keeping them gassed and and, and getting them tired, but also, um, but also you know trying to slow things down and and take a at least a okay. little time off.
0: So I, as you were just talking there, I I appreciate the long uh, answer because you gave me a chance to look up last year's you know drive that you know it was sealed 12 the deal plays and
1: went twenty five yards right? first and went, uh, hang it went on. nowhere.
0: Hang on, though. Hang on. First play was a six-yard rush. The second play was a two-yard rush. The third play was a three-yard rush on third and two, picks up a first down. The next play was another rush. My point is, is they ran the ball last year. and
1: They could not do that this year. I get that. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. That's not the point. I'm pointing. That's not what I'm pointing. That's out. how. That's how you point, take six minutes down to
0: zero. Is you run my, the
1: ball. But Steve, my my point is that drive. That was what. 12th place. Right, uh, correct. It was a twelve play drive. I mean, I, haven't the gotten, the drive. I
0: haven't gotten there yet. But, uh, yes, twelve okay. plays. Yes. Okay.
1: So my point was that there was a, that that in this offense there is built in that you can run tw- twelve plays in two and a half minutes and go score like they did in the UConn game, or you can run twelve plays in six and a half minutes and do nothing. And so my point is is not that they could have done that on Saturday. My point is not that they could have possibly ran out the clock because, yes, they couldn't run. Yes, it was a different game. They they were unable to do anything on the ground. But my my point is that built into this offense is the ability to go do it. And I, I guess I was surprised that I didn't see them try. I didn't see them try to go into that this this week. That I, I guess that's more of my point. All I'm right. surprised that at no point did they say, hey, we could really use to take some time off the clock here.
0: All right, and I should point out that four of those plays were essential kneel-downs. Three of them were kneel-downs, and they then were. on fourth down, they hiked the ball and and it, ran, it, around. It ran around. So it was essentially eight plays, and they just, you know, they ran the ball, and they bled as much clock as they could. They picked up a, a first down on third and two. Dungey had that one scramble, I think it was third and eight when he scrambled and he picked up nine yards and he just got the ball, you know, and they moved the chains again. And yes. I mean that but that wasn't happening on Saturday's I know. okay. I,
1: I I know. I admit that. That's that's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm saying that there there's an ability in this offense to slow things down, and I was surprised that at that point they did not go to that. They did not. They did not say, "Hey, we should just try and take some time off, even if we're not gaining yards." Because a twelve-play drive that went twenty something or thirty yards isn't gaining any yardage, right? They like, like they knew they weren't gaining that much yardage there either. I think like I, was, I thought that was an interest. I thought that was an interesting mindset. They they never at any point said, "Hey, let like with six minutes with." It was with seven minutes left. They didn't say, hey, we should probably try and burn a little clock, even if we don't pick up the yardage. They didn't pick up the yardage, and they didn't burn clock. Because
0: I think that this year, and, and I'm surprised we're talking about this today, but it is a healthy debate. It's a healthy conversation. And, and, again, I didn't see it like that, so it's it surprises me that others did. I understand what you're saying, though, now. Um, I, I, the feeling I got on Saturday, I, again, just being there, was they need to score again. And last year, like I didn't have the same feeling because— I, because I it was here maybe yeah maybe maybe that's why and so I think the, the strategy maybe has to be different to me if they ran the ball three times there or if they or if they ran it and they were like super conservative to me that's where we're playing not to lose what I saw Dino Babers do on Saturday was we're going to try and win we're going to try and win the game we need to score one more time to win we're going to try and score Opposed to last year, it was like maybe we don't need to try and score. Maybe you know we're having success running the football. We've got 450 total yards. We can move the ball on these guys. They couldn't move the ball on Saturday. They had to find a way to get more points right. because they could not move the ball. And if they just went three and out, then you know the end result was quick punt and Clemson's going to get the ball back and go down the field. I think they had to try and score. So I I understand what you're saying. I understand what Wayne's saying. It's hard for me to be critical of. Then again, running they uh, you came know, out another of that minute game of clock. Great,
1: so like you know, even with the loss, they came out of that game looking really good, and for the most part, they're healthy. For the most part.
0: All right, we got to get back on time here. Phone lines remain open though at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Quick break. We're right after this. Back after this, you're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio.